Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Mighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 11, page 354. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye then to my soul that she should flee as a bird unto the hill? For lo, the ungodly bend their bow and make ready their arrows within the quiver that they may privily shoot at them which are true of heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's seat is in heaven. His eyes consider the poor, and his eyelids dry the children of men. The Lord approveth the righteous, but the ungodly and him that delighteth in wickedness doth his soul abhor. Upon the ungodly he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, storm and tempest. This shall be their portion to drink. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance will behold the thing that is just. Help me, Lord, for there is not one godly man left, for the faithful are minished from among the children of men. They talk of vanity, every one with his neighbor. They do but flatter with their lips and dissemble in their double heart. The Lord shall root out all deceitful lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things which have said, With our tongue will we prevail. We are they that ought to speak. Who is Lord over us? Now for the comfortless trouble's sake of the needy, 
and because of the deep sighing of the poor. I will upset the Lord, and will help every one from him that swelleth against him, and will set him at rest. The words of the Lord are pure words, even as the silver which from the earth is dried and purified seven times in the fire. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The ungodly walk on every side. When they are exalted, the children of men are put to rebuke. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the book of Amos. Thus the Lord God showed me, Behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? So I said, A basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, The end has come upon my people Israel. I will not pass by them any more. And the songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day, says the Lord God. Many dead bodies everywhere. They shall be thrown out in silence. Hear this, you who swallow up the needy, and make the poor of the land fail, saying, When will the new moon be passed, that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath, that we may trade wheat? making the ephah small and the shekel large, falsifying the scales by deceit, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, even sell the bad wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their works. Shall the land not tremble for this, and every one mourn who dwells in it? All of it shall swell like the river, heave and subside like the river of Egypt. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord God, that I will make the sun go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning, and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on every waist, and baldness on every head. I will make it like mourning for an only son, and its end like a bitter day. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. In that day the fair virgins and the strong men shall faint from thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria, who say, As your God lives, O Dan, and as the way of Beersheba lives, they shall fall and never rise again. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here we begin at the fourth chapter of St. Paul's Epistle to the Galatians. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. But then indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, Mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, 
for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So in Amos chapters 7 through 9, what we get here is a series of visions which Amos receives, which all depict then what the impending judgment upon Israel will look like when the day of the Lord arrives. So here in chapter 8, Amos sees a basket of summer fruit. And it seems like the significance of this is to say that in the same way that fruit naturally or organically develops, so this judgment has naturally and organically developed upon Israel for her sins. He is ripe for her punishment, if you will. And it's a pretty, um, like many of these prophetic images, it's a pretty uh, brutal image. The end has come, the songs of the temple become wailings. So many dead bodies, they are thrown everywhere. It's a good image for us to think about as we come up here on Lent, right? And um, Israel's main sin addressed here is the oppression of the poor or those who have no means of protecting themselves or no ability to redress. But the people then who are, or Israel, who is um, oppressing the poor, the text notes they are keeping the festivals, they are keeping the new moon, they are keeping the Sabbath. And herein we are yet again presented with this very pervasive theme in both the Old and New Testaments. Um, externally, Israel is doing what they're supposed to do. Externally, Israel is following the religious requirements, but their hearts are set on mammon. Their hearts are set on financial gain. It's possible to do all the right things externally and still have your heart be very, very far from God. And the ultimate punish here, punishment here, the worst of all, and Amos speaks of here, is the removal of God's word. Wherein we see this um, very common principle in the spiritual life in terms of our interaction with God, that God gives us what we want. He gives us what we desire. The people neglected the word of God, so he removed it. It was the worst punishment of all, yet God was simply giving the people what they desired, simply giving them what they asked for. This is the principle of reaping what you sow, and the purpose of Lent, as it's coming up on us here now, is to stop and to be mindful of what is it that you're sowing now. Think about that now, so you don't end up in a place where now you're reaping it, and you can't change it then. So then Paul begins in our New Testament lesson, Paul begins chapter 4 of Galatians by interpreting the history of Israel here as the story of a minor who has now grown to maturity and is ready to receive his inheritance. So during the Exodus then, Israel is seen as a rebellious son, the rebellious son who then God has placed under the guardianship, if you will, of the Mosaic law with all of its uh, discipline and with all of its um, regulations and such. But Paul's whole point here is that this was always intended to be a temporary guardianship. The coming of Christ marks the appointed time, the fullness of time, the appointed time when the curses, the, the regulations, the ceremonies of the Mosaic law are finally set aside. The guardianship of the law is set aside and Israel can now receive full inheritance as sons, no longer slaves, but now they can be adopted children and thus full heirs of all of the promises of God. 
So why then, and this is, this is the argument that Paul's making here in these first 11 verses of chapter 4, why then, if this is what has happened, and this is what is on offer through faith in Christ, why then would you be going back, or why would you desire then to go back to your previous state? If you can have this inherit, full inheritance as heirs, as children of God, why would you want to go back to your former state? And Paul goes as, he even goes as far as to say in his perplexity and in his anger, uh, I may have labored over all of you in vain. Uh, let's just pray that's something that your priest never says to you. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, continue now with our intercession on page 590. And take a minute and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands. They may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, and minister to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. Thanks, Father Kevin. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you.